हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू अवंतिका डिजाइनरिंग सीरीज और एडीएस एस वी लाइक टू कॉल इट एवरी वीक ऑन वेडनेसडे वी फीचर डिजाइन एंड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर्स हु शेयर दर प्रोफेशनल जर्नी दर थॉट्स ऑन दर डोमेन ऑफ वर्क एंड डिजाइनरिंग वेर द वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिजाइन एंड इंजीनियरिंग मीट मेक श्योर यू फॉलोअर्स ऑन सोशल मीडिया इंस्टाग्राम लिंकड इन फेसबुक एंड ट्विटर एंड विद दैट लेट्स कंटिन्यू विद योर शो Visual storytelling has now become important more than ever. As people are constantly multitasking, our attention span is shrinking rapidly. Simultaneously, the communication landscape is becoming overcrowded and cluttered as new technologies make even more demands for our attention. Visual storytelling is leveraging compelling narratives and placing the customer with an emotional visual experience and it is effectively getting distributed across the buyer's journey to empower customers trust and that's why to understand visual storytelling and communication strategy in detail in this episode we interact with rupambika kandai creative advisor at ey or ernst and young with around a decade and a half of experience her expertise includes user experience design branding communication design strategy and of course visual storytelling today on our journey of discovering designering we talk to her about decoding visual communication strategy hello rupambika welcome to avantika designering podcast series it's an honor to host you on our show today hi rohit Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Great. So as an icebreaker Rupambika, you have a variety of experience and skill sets. My question is, how do you manage to shift the gears in your mind while working on different domains, right from graphic design to user experience and 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 many more other interesting areas in the world of design? So how do you manage all of these things? Uh, well rohit in my mind it is not so much about shifting gears as much as about uh, building layers you know it is all interconnected uh, the fundamentals of design uh, basically remain the same what changes is the interpretation based on the area of design um if you take any kind of design it can be visual design or user experience or communication design it is ultimately about understanding the psychology of humans right about how they process information so as a brand designer if i'm able to create a unique story for the brand then i can actually build upon that same story to create a much more uh, personality driven experience for their digital products the transition from a concept to a brand identity to a digital experience becomes a seamless process then you know multiple skill sets actually help build a layered and enhanced brand experience across different touch points interesting in fact with a nearly decade and a half in the industry uh, and now as creative advisor at uh, Ernst and Young can you take us through your professional journey well to be honest uh, i started my career with a lot of uh, glitches i joined and quit multiple agencies in delhi i was actually not sure where i belonged you know 
Um, then I moved to Boston and I started working for some marketing agencies there as a consultant. My experience was incredibly varied from um, creating marketing campaigns for big corporates to designing magazines about marijuana. <laughs> I have seen everything and I've learned a lot. Uh, then I moved back to India and because of my experience in the international market, I landed the role of art director for Timing UK. It was a brilliant experience because I got to work on very interesting campaigns for some um, iconic magazines, right? Um, then I got the opportunity to become the creative director of Zivame. This was my first experience in e-commerce and retail. I was able to uh, really grow, like grow immensely here and not only creatively, but also in terms of leadership and management, because I got the chance to work on a lot of challenging opportunities in Zivame. Uh, and the mix of people there were very eclectic. It was a very different experience for me. After Zivame, I completely switched tracks and I joined EY as a creative advisor. Um, a lot of my EY, uh, work in EY revolves around UI and UX, solution design and visual storytelling. It has been very interesting here as well. And I keep learning something new every day. I also happen to freelance for startups and agencies. So overall, yeah, it has been a very interesting journey. Wow, interesting. I mean, designing magazines for marijuana, and, and that's that's something that I would want to catch up with you offline. But before that, one of the interesting things that you mentioned in your answer, uh, Rupambika, was the fact that you were not very clear with what you want to do in life. And then you discovered it over a period of time. My question is, how did that happen? How did you discover where did your calling lie? It's actually been, it is, it has been a very uh, interesting process and it still is. I'm still discovering myself uh, every day. I try out something new in terms of uh, maybe a creative skill set or uh, something that just catches my attention. And I actually, or the, I guess what I'm, really, really uh, good at is trying to figure out how to learn something new. And that is what keeps me going, right? So uh, I haven't, to be very honest, I have been gathering uh, skill sets uh, uh, throughout my journey, but I don't think I'm still there yet. I still think there is a lot more to learn. Well said, Rupambika. I, you know, moving on to my next question, what I wish to know is of all the experiences that you've had, which is that one most meaningful experience that you've had in your professional journey that has impacted you you in a professional way? Um, so if I actually have to think about it, uh, Rohit, uh, it's quite difficult to single out one job or a project. But uh, if I had to choose, I would say that uh, my transition from Zivami to EY was a very eventful one for me because I not I didn't just move from one company to another. It was a completely different domain. Plus, my role changed completely. I used to be I I worked in a creative director capacity at Zavame and at EY, I was suddenly in a space where I had to leverage my experience as a user experience designer. So the switch was something that uh, really impacted uh, the way I would uh, probably approach a particular project or a solution. 
and it kind of like i have mentioned before it helped me to grow as a creative uh, person in terms of how i view uh, a project uh, from multiple perspectives right so i would say evi has been fundamental my job in evi has been fundamental in uh, my growth as a user experience designer interesting and you know with so many things that you've done in communication design here are my uh, few questions that I, i i i would want to ask you on uh, you know on communication design and the first one is that is one of the classic challenges that a designer has to face is to build a cohesive and a unified visual language for a brand now you have an experience in past in doing this with some of the brands the question is how were you able to bridge this gap as a designer uh so the idea is always the idea is to always capture the uh, pulse of the brand you know in a visual format we ask ourselves what are the characteristics of a personality and how do you represent that in terms of design elements this is a fundamental question we need to answer actually to establish a cohesive brand language we have to get down to the minute details the color palette the typography the illustrations the iconography the visual imagery every aspect needs to come together in perfect harmony for this we tend to again depend on psychology so uh, let me give you a quick example let's take ey for an example it right it's a tax auditing and consulting company it is supposed to be very serious and professional right you would tend to imagine that uh, their branding would be on on very serious uh, note blues and grays and very very uh, you know professional in their approach however they have actually decided to go with a very bright yellow as their brand color which is a very very unusual choice it's a very bold choice for a conservative auditing company but they are actually making a statement it means that they are confident and self assured and therefore their advice and judgment can be taken seriously so if we assume that confidence is a key personality trait for ey it needs to reflect in other visual elements as well so if you look at their imagery their imagery is people centric and is very clear bright and bold they often show abstract images and uh, use whimsical or surreal concepts in their photos their icons are clean and crisp uh, they have a sense of authority and you know a sense of presence their illustrations are also lively and personality driven with a color palette that can clearly be identified as the ey is it's an ey branded asset you can totally look at uh, one of their collaterals and immediately know that it is an ey asset so basically it is uh, all about building the right perceptions i would say interesting and 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 well said and definitely uh, when you speak about ey and its um, brand identity and logo it's, it's something that is is beautifully done and something that resonates and and you 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 remember it quite well in fact moving on to the other areas that you've mentioned as your passion and within that talking specifically about typography the text is one of the primary ways designers communicate with users typography can make or break a design my question is how do you choose a typography type so for me rohit personally typography i believe typography is a very powerful design element 
right? In branding, it can convey a message or evoke an emotion or even establish a brand's personality just by itself. In UI design, uh, the right fonts and topography styles are are the elements that actually set the visual hierarchy and the overall product tone, right? What I do usually is I try to use a suitable font as a base and then build upon it with customizations to create a unique typographical design language, which can then bring out the distinct personality of the product or brand. Uh, We have to think about the product. Is it playful or serious? Is it professional? Is it trying to be trendy or bohemian? You know, the style of the typography itself can reveal a lot about a brand. Absolutely. Well said. In fact, um, some of the iconic logos out there have these uh, typography that distinguish them, uh, you know, with with others very, very uh, smartly and very, very interestingly uh, done, actually. Hey, did you know EY is a global professional services company and one of the big four accounting auditing firms. But EY is also a leading organization in the world of design and digital experiences. The EY Design Studios are building exciting and bringing collaborative models to engagement with some of the largest, fastest growing and most compelling businesses in the world. Moving to my next one is talking about illustrations and the question that I have is what is your illustration process and can you share some tips on uh, creating an illustration style that is unique, well considered and consistent? Um, Illustration is actually very close to my heart, uh, you know, because I actually wanted to be a famous artist while growing up. My dad, however, was worried that I would end up being a starving artist instead. And that's how I actually went into graphic design. Um, I honestly don't have a set process when it comes to illustration because to me, it's all about going with the flow. An illustration almost has a life of its own. It has its own energy. And I guess the illustration guides you rather than you guiding the illustration. That is how I feel about it. Uh, I guess the most important tip I would have for creating a unique illustration style is to just experiment. You know, everyone should just try it all. Because unless we try it all, how will we ever know what our true inclination or calling is, right? Building a style is actually quite an evolved process and takes a lot of time. It takes years of dedication and practice to come up with a unique style. But I I guess the starting point for anybody who wants to get into illustration is to just start experimenting, to try everything that is out there and then see what really, really calls out to them. Um, Another tip on the same line is to get inspiration. See, the world is now connected like never before. Like you have access to all kinds of artists throughout the globe, right? Their creativity is on display. So everyone should just explore and study different illustrators and styles as much as possible. Um, If I had to give a small practical tip for a unique, uh, you know, a consistent style, it would be to try and maintain uh, similar elements to bring about the, you know, that feeling of consistency. It could be a limited color palette, a certain type of brush stroke, uh, similar design patterns, 
maybe uh, you know similar themes or proportions in small details those kind of things the, those really help in bringing together a illustration style well wow, that was an interesting answer rupambika and in fact when when you shared uh, that you know go out and take inspiration what i what i wish to know um, you know for our listeners is whom do you take your inspiration from uh well rohit uh it's interesting that you should ask me this because uh, even though i'm giving out advice about taking inspiration i actually myself do not have a fixed style of illustration yet it is something that i'm working towards uh i typically illustrate uh, if i'm illustrating for a brand i will typically try to uh, uh imbibe or uh, take on the brand's personality and work accordingly on a personal level i um i actually paint so i that is something that i have tried to develop a personal style uh on and that uh, i would say my inspiration are all the great masters obviously uh, da vinci or uh, even uh, salvador dali but um that is a, like a separate thing altogether it's like something that just i enjoy that's something that is for my personal um you know pleasure interesting and moving from illustration to storytelling in fact stories in text bore but stories told visually engage and sell the question is how can brands in your opinion use visual storytelling as a powerful medium to engage with their customers in fact can you also share an example for the same um so visual storytelling is a very very um, dynamic concept i would say and uh, you know it it is rooted in fundamentals Le- just just tell me something does it ever happen to you like you have this great story in your head but you actually can't remember if you read it in a book or saw it in a movie does that happen to you it happens to me a lot very often very often exactly that's that's because a well written story will actually enable us to visualize the scenes in our heads in our minds we do it on our own visual storytelling is like that it is the perfect combination of reading a book and watching a movie at the same time you know one of my favorite concepts in branding is about how people will forget everything but they will never forget how something made them feel so if a brand is able to capture a person's imagination and mind space through uh, you know a compelling uh, combination of visuals and stories he's likely going to retain that positive feeling and its association with the brand you know so if you as a brand tell someone that uh, you sell apparel and here is 40% off enjoy that someone will probably just take that 40% off and then forget all about you but if you as a brand tell them your story um, you share your uh, like an anecdote about your origins or uh, you show a stunning visual about how your apparel was conceptualized or you know you humanize your brand with a relatable uh, persona all the while you weaving a beautiful story definitely certain aspects of that will linger in the minds of people and it will create a lasting association they will remember that story if not the brand and that is what is important i feel absolutely i definitely agree to it the second part of my question rupambika can you share 
an example of a brand that has gone out and done this beautifully okay so uh, one of my favorite brands in this regard is spotify if you think about it it is an app for listening as a product offering it is not even trying to capture all your senses just one listening but spotify's brand visual storytelling is absolutely stunning it has taken data and transformed it into personal visual stories for each and every one of its consumers a spotify brand experience is uh, literally like no other right it is personal it's delightful it's memorable and it is it's definitely an experience you'll want more of so there is without doubt that there is no doubt that spotify is doing an amazing job when it comes to visual storytelling there's absolutely no doubt in fact rupambika um you know this is the third or fourth time when a speaker on our podcast show has actually mentioned about spotify and its 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 design and how it is an app that uh, provides an amazing experience and something that they they don't want to remove from their cell phone at all um and and with so many of you leaders actually resonating the same thought it actually talks volume about the brand and the work actually done there absolutely exactly great so moving on to my next question content and design in fact it's always been a chicken and egg story design needs content and content needs design the question that i have is how can communication designers bridge this gap between content and design you know personally i feel like the best communication design uh, comes from a space of collaboration when a content writer and a designer work as a team i've seen this a lot i used to see this a lot in zivame um there would always be this constant uh, like a war between the content writers and the designers uh, as to who had ownership of the project right because um, they was not they were not sure how to start or where to start and then it was always a constant uh, you know like a fight between them like who who is supposed to do this so when i feel like when a content writer and a designer work as a team and brainstorm together the results are usually fantastic because there is an equal amount of involvement in the ideation process right the sense of ownership remains strong and helps in producing you know a great output as opposed to you know a half hearted one where somebody has already given an idea and the other party just has to follow through and execute it that uh, sense of involvement is missing uh, anyway this however will not always be a practical approach right so i feel like the ideal way i would go about this would be to let the concept take the lead a good idea always deserves to be nurtured no matter where it came from so whether in content or design form an idea should be allowed to take a definite shape and then the collaborative approach Uh, could be considered interesting in fact uh, the greatest companies in the world uh, rupambika don't go out and sell they 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 go out and brand however this still seems to be an undermined area in the indian ecosystem the question that i have while you were talking about spotify and content and design is how can indian companies build successful global brands that can that that we can actually go out and tom tom about across geographies in the world 
um i think the keyword here uh, is the word sell itself you know a lot of companies lead with the objective to sell in their urgency to reflect those revenue numbers brand building always takes a back seat or it seems like a futile effort to them but actually when it comes to converting a consumer versus creating an experience a great experience will always win that is without doubt right and sales will follow as a natural conclusion so i feel like a successful global brand can be created simply by focusing on a great customer experience across multiple touch points on a if you think about it on a global stage uh, what do indian companies have that are perceived as an advantage they have creativity i mean indians in general they have creativity capabilities uh, they have resourcefulness there is obviously the cost advantage there's flexibility in the way they offer services so by building these aspects into into a more nuanced narrative that you know promises a spectacular experience overall i think brands can definitely become unique stories that people will remember well wow, that's an interesting perspective uh, to how we could actually create large global brands or brands that resonate with a larger population hey did you know evys current partnership was formed in 1989 by merger of two accounting firms ernst and winnie and arthur young and company it was named ernst and young until a rebranding campaign officially changed its name to evy in 2013 although this initialism was already used informally prior to its sanctioning adoption and from there moving on to my next question rupambika minimalism was conceived as a protest against consumerism in fact the relentless purchase or consumption of needless things today consumerism is still widespread but what we are copiously consume is not physical but digital how does technology impact the minimalism art form for designing products uh i actually have a slightly different viewpoint or perspective on this rohit um you know simply put i feel like great technology actually celebrates minimalism as a concept uh what is the purpose of technology it is to make human lives easier and better right and for technology to be truly embraced the experience needs to be simple minimalism in the form and the function of how technology is accessed is actually the key to its success uh, you know a lot of things that we now take for granted actually have huge design considerations taken into account we just don't realize them because we just are so used to it being what it is or products being what they are or experiences being what they are but we never actually consider the thought and the design that has gone behind it and that is the beauty of minimalism because it is visible in its invisibility if the, uh, i mean there is no better way to put this so we we actually consume without stopping to think how easily we are able to do it this is a function of the simplicity right so i'll give you a very simple example everyone has been to the google site right you know what to expect it's a clean white space um with a designated space for your question uh, there is the that familiar reassuring google logo 
you know that you're in the right place you know that you will get the answers you want right it is minimal and it is a very uh, peaceful the entire page but now if you go over just i would re- say that everyone should do this as an exercise you should go over and check out the bing page once the you the bing uh, search site it is like a cognitive nightmare and i'm not even kidding like there is an overpowering background image related to the holidays because uh, you know right now there are five different themes that you can try out there is a christmas playlist playing in the background there are seven eight news article cards at the bottom and uh, sometimes there is a fire glowing in the background it's a moving fire there is also snow falling at the same time you should actually check it out it's crazy so my the point is that if you go on the bing website i will actually forget my question i don't even know what i am looking what i was thinking about or what i wanted to ask because it's crazy the, the like i said the cognitive overload is insane right but if you compare it with google it is a completely uh peaceful and a very simple experience and that is because of the minimalism that has been used to design it in that manner right so my point is that in my book minimalism is actually a method of communication you can say a lot by what you leave out wow this is so beautifully expressed and um a very interesting perspective uh to minimalism this 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 was really really exciting in fact moving from there to the world of technology and today technology is shaping brand communication strategy the question that i have is can you share an exciting example of how technology is impacted this how how has technology been used to shape up a brand communication strategy okay to answer your question rohit uh, we actually uh, should think about how it used to happen previously right how did brands communicate with their audience before there were print ads or um, outdoor advertising tv campaigns right the the communication strategy was influenced or shaped by the channel and the reach obviously there were limitations they had to work around them but since all these technological advancements the game has changed completely so now brands have a chance to address the global audience so now you have ai for you know content generation uh, there are chatbots for customer service uh, data can be captured on customers automatically through data capturing services but and 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 the most important thing is that the conversations are now happening in real time right brands can actually talk to their audience on an immediate or real time basis the relevancy and the reach is also incredibly stronger it's much sharper so while these are huge advantages they can actually also be difficult to remain relevant and uh, you know consistently in conversation in a very very increasingly competitive landscape is highly challenging so the communication strategy itself needs to undergo a digital transformation in my opinion right i think that what is most relevant in communication strategy right now what would really works is a personalization so if a brand is able to communicate with a customer about their individual needs then they definitely have their attention 
So if you think about all these brands, like what is Netflix doing? What is Amazon doing? Amazon Prime? They are able to talk to the people about what they like, what the people like individually. They're not talking about, okay, let's just check out this movie. They are telling, okay, you watched this movie and therefore you should check this out. So we really know what you are uh, interested in or what you like. This is how they leverage technology, right? So, uh, you know, a great brand is one that can actually be your friend. It knows your preferences. It knows your tastes. It can anticipate your needs. You know, that is what people will uh, always lead, incline towards, like lean towards. If you go back to Spotify as an example, what they're doing is very exciting. So a lot of companies, you know, have data about you. But it's how they use it in their communication with you, it actually makes all the difference. The Spotify knows what you listen to, when you're sad, when you're happy, when you're going to the gym. They know everything. And their campaigns are all about people, their listening habits, the popular trends, popular culture. It is extremely relatable. And that is what is making Spotify such a brilliant experience along with all these other companies that are doing a brilliant job, right? So I feel like, again, the key is personalization, at least right now. Interesting. And um, absolutely, today, uh, we've seen while you expressed about Google uh, Bing a few moments ago, we've seen how they're using technology to personalize their pages, personalize their services to make it more relevant for the user. In fact, they're doing some really interesting things um, uh, under Google for business as well. And, and now we see in the recent updates, we see very interesting features that they've introduced in Google Meet and a couple of other products as well. But moving from talking about the world of Google to one of my uh, last questions, as customer journeys become increasingly complex and users interact with brands across a number of channels, customer service, retail, campaigns, websites, social media apps, events, and the list goes on. Experienced designers must navigate these realms to create consistent, connected experiences. The question that I have for you, Rupambika, is how do leaders like you manage to provide a seamless experience across this huge, ever-increasing list of channels out there? It's a very uh, interesting question. So, uh, you know, Rohit, it it seems like a very complicated uh, web of channels. And, uh, you know, it looks like it's a very complicated uh, network. However, for me, there are only two words in play here. One is familiarity and the second is consistency. So every brand has a story to tell, right? So no matter what the channel, the story remains the same. Only the representation changes. So one of the most fundamental concepts that humans actually thrive on is familiarity. They see something they recognize, they're very happy. It's like, uh, you know, it's something like running into a friend at a grocery store. It's always pleasant to see someone you recognize, right? Like you will always be like, hey, what are you doing here? It's always like a fun, pleasant thing, right? So if a brand presents the same experience across channels, people cannot get confused. They will always remember because they're like, hey, I saw this. 
okay yeah it's the same experience here as well it registers in their head they remember that positive experience this is where you know consistency comes in to ensure familiarity we have to bring in consistency in the customer experience the brand story the messaging uh, you know the visual language small tiny details all contribute towards a positive experience if they experience the same feeling every time they will remember the story and the brand absolutely and that brings us to our last question on our show today at avantika we are propagating the philosophy of designering which is a blended approach of design and engineering my question to you is do you see these domains interplay in your field and believe that there is a scope for this blended approach in future i um i actually find the philosophy of designering very interesting uh you know especially because of how it makes sense on the most uh, fundamental level see ultimately everything is about understanding human behavior and uh, you know anticipating their needs right so in ux for example a good product lets a user follow the most um, optimal path to fulfilling his purpose it takes a, a complex problem and then turns it into an intuitive solution that is the mark of a good product so this process in my mind in my opinion this process actually involves a lot of uh, fundamentals that come from engineering at its core so you know there are like identifying the problem statement um ideation by brainstorming figuring out the functionality and ultimately you know prototyping and testing the product what ux uh, additionally accounts for is the design and the aesthetics so when combined the product when combined together you know the design aspect of it and the engineering aspect of it the product becomes a perfect example of great uh, usability as well as distinct user appeal which is essentially uh, what is makes a great uh, user experience so it is like a perfect partnership in my opinion so uh, the future is obviously very bright uh, so while technology will advance the fundamentals will always remain the same the user will always be at the heart of the product and so the you know the same principles will be at play probably what will change is adoption by in fact uh, you know by more and more uh, entities which only means that the concept will get stronger and more widely accepted wow this was an interesting conversation with you rupambika thank you so much for joining us on our show and sharing so many interesting uh so many interesting ideas so many interesting inputs and strategies from the world of communication design thank you so much for joining us on our show thank you so much rohit it was wonderful talking to you thank you again for having me this was like a refresher course for me as well uh, but i really enjoyed this uh, and i hope that my experience will be of some use to someone who's aspiring uh, you know to get into user experience and visual communication thank you Hey there we hope you enjoyed our show do write to us on ads@avantika.edu.in we look forward to your opinions feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show do tune in our channel next week on wednesday for a new story on hub hopper or wherever you get your podcast from follow us on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter